0: in the middle of the
1: eclipse yeah we um we got off schedule because because of because it's the eclipse <laughs> and, and mercury's
0: um, in retrograde so communications yeah.
1: fantastic right now <laughs> right so we're recording actually on the eclipse we usually record on thursdays but we're doing it on saturday right and um i think both of us are a little surprised by how we didn't quite have this completely figured out ahead of time but that's the nature of eclipses is they bring in something you didn't expect
0: yeah yeah the piece about it happening the not what you expected and also like this energy of okay like it's not what you expected and probably just need to sit down and be quiet and be still and just like let it pan out like don't go messing with it which everything inside of me is like oh, I need to figure this out, like, I, I, I gotta figure out what's going on, like, I need to know the details, I need to move forward, I need to have it all pieced together, and then to be in that place of, like, no, it's not the way
1: you expected it to be,
0: and sit down and watch it unfold, grab yourself a seat. Right,
1: right, I mean, um, I'm feeling this way, and I'm getting a lot of feedback from people, like, in the wide world, like, clients and yep. things, where all of a sudden, people are very afraid. And I think there's part of that is in not knowing being in the not knowing and, and not having a grasp on what is happening. What am I learning? Um, am I in danger? Is the old coming back? Am I stuck like this? Mm -hmm. Having no real control and not being able to see everything. There's very real survival fears in here. Yes. And first, I think it's important to recognize that if you're feeling that way, it's normal. Yes. It's, going to, it's going to lift. You're okay. But there's a reason why this comes up. Well,
0: and the survival fears, I feel like, I mean, let's just be honest. Nobody in their right mind is going to wake up in the morning and be like, oh, I want to look at like, all the places where I'm terrified to be alive. Like, nobody wants to, who wants to do that? Nobody. Nobody in their right mind wants to do that. And then there it's also coupled with, like, there's, like, sheer terror, visible, viable terror that you can feel, that you can tap into when it's, like, a survivalistic fear of, like, am I going to make this through the other side? Like you That's tangible feeling that you can feel in your body of, like, holy shit, I don't have this, and I could be, like, really dropped in the way that I'm not making it on the other side of any of this,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And then of course, then you have also this, um, this offering, this option, um, to look at like the shadow aspect of it all where like, that's, if we're not going to survive and we're like physically feeling and mentally like experiencing the thoughts that go along with just being afraid to survive being afraid to be alive right now, like the dark places become a lot more like bigger than life, you know, like you can easily walk into storylines and narratives and projections of how bad it's going to be and how it's going to be this way from here on out.
1: Right. And and, uh, just, I mean, back to basics of why we do this podcast. It's be the evidence. When you get into places like this, you can start looking for evidence that you're going down. All the people that, that don't make it to the other side, all the reasons why you've fallen down before, all the reasons why you absolutely can break all the dishes right now if you want to, you Mm -hmm. can, you can, but is that, is is that the evidence you want to live by? Because the evidence that I keep reaching for when I have fears like this is I've been through more than one eclipse season. It's not like this is the only time we've ever been here. Right. It's, it's a gnarly one. It's really intense and it's unusual. They're all different, but eclipse seasons come and go. It is going to lift. But this one in particular is bringing up a lot of karmic shadow because Mm -hmm. the Eclipse in Leo with Mercury retrograde. So we don't understand it yet. The Eclipse in Leo is squared off with Jupiter and Scorpio. Jupiter and Scorpio is asking you to look at shadows that have truth within them. Any kind of shadow that's stopping you from diving headfirst into you are exalted and amazing beyond measure.
0: I think that piece is so important because I think especially for anybody that has paid attention to the new age stuff, like, you know, it's always about stand in the light, manifest the light, be of the light, which I don't naysay at all, but the same token, like you can't have the light without the damn fucking shadow. You have to be able to like be willing to look at in the deep, dark corners? What really hides underneath the bed of your internal psyche and pull it the fuck out and try to make friends with it? And no, it is not comfortable. No, nobody wants to do that work. Is it terrifying? Yes. Like, Does it put you on edge? Absolutely. And I don't think we have that ability and that luxury anymore to pretend that like, if I only focus on the light, then the shadow will eventually dissolve itself. And it's not what's gonna happen. Like we have to be able to lean into it. Like I, I mentioned the other day to you that I started doing this um, course with Carolyn Miss and Andrew Harvey. And it's about shadow work. And I was listening to it this morning um, as I was driving. And they were making this point in, in the course that they were like, you know, you can't be exalted. You cannot be in your infiniteness. You cannot reach that never-ending joy without first processing where are the ways that shadow holds you where are the ways that you have bought into shadow and it unconsciously rules your life because until you look under those closets and drawers and in the attic like you're not going to be able to fully access the light
1: right and that's where we get into the stories we tell ourselves stories we tell ourselves the stories we tell ourselves of it's, there's, there's all kinds. There's, look, what's been done to me. Mm-hmm. There's the story of my brokenness. I'm always going to be this way. Yep. There's um, I'm bad and I might be contagious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you right, everybody stay clear. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I probably should not expect or want things past what I've seen so far because that's probably the limit of my worth. Yep. Yeah.
0: I think the storyline, the the theme of the storylines that i think i continue to see is like this theme of for some reason i'm not deserving i am not worthy i am what is wrong in the world and so therefore like who am i to ever expect more than that from myself and i don't just mean that like personally like i hear those storylines from other people too and like what how If anybody ever sat in front of you, like if you sat down, like I was sitting down with you, Susan, and you were like, you know what? I'm just, I'm not worthy of an infinite life. I'd be like, get the fuck over yourself. Are you kidding me right now? Absolutely, you are. You are here. You are proof. You are the evidence that you are worthy of this life. But the stories we tell ourselves are so damn seductive, especially when we're alone, especially when we are like in this place of fear and and survivalist of like I don't know where the hell anything's going to end up and then all of a sudden it's so easy to go down to that rabbit hole of well I'm not good enough I'm not worthy enough who am I to ask for these things like that's true like when we talk about looking at the shadow this is one of those areas that I, like to befriend
1: it man that's uncomfortable work it's uncomfortable and 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 there's some truth somewhere in there. And I, I think the truth, well, one of the truths that come out of it is if you're going to go down into the shadow of life is for everyone except me, my response to that, whether I say it to myself or somebody else does, is you are not that special. Right. Life is for everyone except you. Right. What are you talking about? Right. And then, and then if you're going to think you're that special, why don't you flip it? Why don't you say, there's only one person who can deliver the message of the codes that I have, and I'm going to do it. You're mm-hmm. welcome. Yeah. Why not flip it? If you're going to think that you're so special, that you're the one thing that doesn't get to have life, why can't you flip it and say, I'm the one thing that's going to deliver the codes to free everyone from being in misery? You're not going to save the world. You're not going to save the world, but you have unique codes yourself. You have unique experiences and wisdoms and insecurities and struggles and fears that develop your own unique perspective in life and nobody else can speak like you do.
0: No, man, I'm emotional on that one because I think that the the hard part in that piece is that you on some level have to recognize that there's a damn purpose why you are here right now. There is a purpose. Purpose. And it, it's not this small little purpose of like, oh, so you can buy a BMW, so you can go to the grocery store and get yourself almond milk instead of like cow's milk. I, like, it's not that purpose. Like, I'm talking about bigger purposes, changing people's lives, rebirthing yourself, unlocking yourself out of these places where we've kept ourselves small, where we've believed that we're not all one. Like,
1: that, does that made me emotional. Me too. And that's the it's the it's that it's that one hook about we are all one. Mm-hmm. That I have a hard time telling myself this, but I absolutely can say it to somebody else. So sometimes we have to talk to ourselves as if we are someone else. Absolutely. If I'm talking to someone else, I very easily can tell them with 100% confidence: humanity is incomplete without you. Right. Without you, we would not be humanity right? If you go away, we're missing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
0: being, I think there's that, that's the key. Like that's the tool of like, if it's easier for you to tell other people to that, then you need to start separating yourself. So you can speak to you as if you are another person. Mm-hmm. Like if that means that you go and you're writing yourself a letter, like you're sending yourself a text message you're standing in the mirror as if you were your best, your own best friend being like, no, buck up sister. You're needed. Like, come on, get with it because you're damn well here for a reason. Like I see you because especially when you have this, this just tantalizing option of like, Oh, the stories have always been about why I'm not worthy and why I'm deserving to be smaller. Why I shouldn't even be here in the first place to get, out of that shadow to really really befriend it some strong talk has to happen and some self-love
1: how do you how do you um for people who don't have a whole lot of scorpio in their chart you and i do yeah for people who don't what do you mean by befriending a shadow
0: um by sitting down and almost as if you are witnessing like the unraveling, right? Like if you are sitting down, one of my dear friends is becoming um, a counselor and several years back, she had mentioned, I was, as we all do, we, I was dealing with um, a pretty toxic relationship, you know? Um, And because it was toxic, I was constantly allowing myself to get triggered by it and react to it. Rather than like holding boundaries, like that was my option to learn boundaries. And so I remember her being like, What if you just looked at the way you respond and the way that this partner responds as if you were a counselor, as if you were sitting down and being like, Oh, well, isn't this interesting? When you are in this situation, you respond in this manner. Now tell me more about that. Why, why would you respond in this manner? Oh, because you're triggered because you feel scared. Well, what is being feeling scared look like to you? What what does it bring up? And like, take that like non-objective approach of like, I get that you're having an emotional experience and I get like befriending the shadows and the fear is overwhelming and it's isolating and it can leave you in desperation and on your knees. And can you tell me more about that? Can you tell me where do you feel that in your body at? Can you tell me are there memories that are associated with that? Are there words that come through? Like, can you give me an actual example of that without um, judging it?
1: Mm -hmm. That's that's been my experience in learning how to befriend shadows Mm -hmm. is that I look at it with deep compassion. Yes. Like if I go into, um, you know, I'm reactionary and triggery whenever. Mm -hmm people are invading my space for example. Right. And then I go, okay, well maybe you're not bad for that. Right. Maybe there's a reason why you do that. Why is that? And Mm -hmm. it took me a while to get to, well, I do that when I'm scared. Okay. Well, that's a good reason. Right. Trying to defend yourself. And then it goes back more and more and more. Why am I scared? And you get to originally like very early hurts. (laughs) And then even with those, I still sit with myself during then and, and I can go, can we let that be over now? Right. And sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes I'm like, nope, I'm not done with it. Okay.
0: Right. And sometimes the answer is yeah. And I think that's, a, that's such a beautiful lesson. I think what you just spoke about is so huge in the sense that there's not going to be, there's not always this end point, right? There's not always this point that you get to where you're like, okay, and now I've resolved all of the places that I've ever been hurt in my life. And, and now I'm really ready to let go of it it may not be that instant. You may not, you may not be ready to let go of that for the next five years, but do you understand it better? Yeah. Like, is there a a deeper understanding and a deeper appreciation for what you've gone through and how you can move forward in it? Absolutely. And that means a whole lot rather than just like pushing through it and ignoring it or pretending that it's not as serious as it is.
1: Right. So like, if you have a pattern of, If you, if you look up and your shadow is, I break things, I break things often. And then you can get to the point where usually whenever I'm breaking things, it's out of self-defense because I'm scared. Then just even that piece, the next time you feel like breaking something, like breaking a relationship, breaking a commitment, breaking a project, whatever, you can stop and go, hang on a second. I'm scared right now. Why? Mm -hmm. And you can sit there with compassion for the fear and save yourself from sabotaging things that maybe have a chance to live.
0: Yeah, you're setting up um, cones. You know, like I always think about it in terms of like um, falling into a, a similar hole. You know, like I get scared and I tend to be really reactive. I tend to do self preservation tactics where I appear that I'm like Wonder Woman and I'm super strong and I can handle anything. Oh, bring it on. Like I can handle chaos for sure. But by doing the work of like befriending places where I'm really reacting out of fear because I'm afraid to be vulnerable. Like, it's like I'm setting up cones along the way of like, Oh, I'm getting scared. And here, Oh, I just saw myself shut down. I just saw myself like snap at somebody because I was really scared. So there's a cone that lets me know like, Oh, you know what? I could be walking into my hole of self-sabotage you know, it's like almost as if you're creating this construction zone map for yourself.
1: I love that. Creating a bit ba- like the hole is still going to be there. Yep. Okay. But yep. let's at least put out some barrier so yep. you don't dive head first into it.
0: Because we've all done it. Mm, yeah. We, we've all dived head first into it over and over and over and over and over again. It's not going anywhere. Like, that's just what it is. You're right. Like, so can we create something around it? So we, that we have waving flags in our face to be like, uh, hello.
1: Getting We're not, close to the hole, right? <laughs>
0: there it is.
1: <laughs> yeah. So during this eclipse, again Mercury is retrograde, so everybody's gonna have to wrap their head around this. Um, I was saying earlier today on Facebook, don't think that this is over. It's not. Right. We're gonna. We gotta wait until the next full moon. It'll be in Pisces on the 26th. Um, we have to let Mercury go direct. We'll be able to think straight then in particular about this area of how amazing you are and what's stopping you from believing that.
0: And Mercury goes direct, I think on the
1: 19th. On the 19th. uh uh-huh. okay. And then Mars goes direct around the full moon. It goes on the 27th. Okay. And that will be in Capricorn and we'll be able to start making some dec- decisions and taking decisive action. And so in the meantime. There's everyone, hope on the horizon. And it's coming. <laughs> in the meantime, we're all going to need to be real still about this. And so again, as I often bring up, why, Mm -hmm. why is this coming up right now? And I think that one of the, one of the major themes of this particular eclipse season is it's trying to get us to where we can feel safe and okay and confident and secure within ourselves, no matter what's going on around us. Because something's coming. We know that because of the collapse in Capricorn, right? Yep. Like the world is going to change rapidly. And these energies are trying to get us to where we can be like, well, yeah, I mean, whatever needs to collapse, let it collapse. I'm good. I can take care of myself. I'm all right. And part of that is looking at how we keep ourselves small because of shadows. We're not willing to look at. Yeah.
0: And I think that piece about getting still, I mean, for me, this is particularly important because what, and I would beg to think that a lot of people are like this, when things look as if you don't know what is the hell is happening, I typically reach for any places that I have alluded that there could be a potential of control there. There may be none, but I have the idea that like, Oh, I can, I can deep clean my house a thousand times and I'm in control (laughs) of this, right? Like, you know, like, or I can go to the grocery store or, Oh, Hey, I'm going to throw myself headfirst into work. And I'm, I'm just not going to sleep. I'm going to be like very manic about like, okay, I'm going to just do these things because I can control them while everything else is not under control at this point in time. I can control these small little areas and just go, 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 go. Because being still for me is very hard. I have I have to talk very strongly with myself to be like no 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 you need to just sit your ass down and like you just need to allow whatever is unfolding to unfold without like trying to reach and bargain for any little form of control that I feel like could make me feel safe again because I think this eclipse is very clearly saying no you, it's in that stillness it's in that spaciousness it's in that ability to still your mind and still your body that you get to see where you've been operating from like the shadow narratives from the storylines that you have been telling yourself and you get to see and have the opportunity to sit with them on the couch and be like, tell me more about yourself. Or am I ready to release this? Okay. Yes or no. Mm
1: -hmm. And I think that we fall into, um, wanting to grasp that control because we have a story in our head that says, if I don't control this, something's bad, something bad is going to happen. Yeah. And, and really, I think we've talked about this before. If you look back on your life, a lot of the ways that things have quote gone wrong was because you were messing around with something you shouldn't be messing with. Mm-hmm. And you weren't willing to listen to life when life was saying, Hey, no, you don't belong here. You right. weren't able to be still enough and you were trying to force a story you had in your head. Right. Now, not all things, there are rogue energies, there's freak accidents, there's injuries that have nothing to do with you wished them in or some shit. That, like there's lots of things that happen in life that are unexpected that we couldn't have seen coming. I don't want right. to discount that. But right. in, in a lot of ways, it's that we weren't still enough yeah. that got us into The story lines up. I get dropped, or I get hurt, or bad things happen, or whatever. If we can be still enough to trust life again, Mm -hmm. then it will. It will say, "Thank you for finally listening." I. I, We're going in this direction now. Mm -hmm. And whenever you go, oh no, we're not doing that. Yes, we are. (laughs) Yeah. Uh huh. This is what we're doing now. We're going in this direction. We're going to get you liberated. We're going to find you deep love, not superficial love. Mm-hmm. We're going to go ahead and expose your vulnerabilities so that you can receive care and not just give it out all the time. Right. Go, oh shit. I don't want to do that. You're like, well, we're going to do it. Right. It's and very, let life guide you.
0: Yeah. It's very much like that. I, I'm going to say it. it may not be, but in my world right now, it's very much the motherly energy where like my son is like, he's five and he is very much in that place of, well, you need to show me respect to which I, as a mom, I'm like, no, no no you, this is an equal level. You show me respect. And I also show you respect because you are a small human being figuring out the world, but this is not something that's just like, you can treat me however you want to treat me, and then I just always meet you with respect. That's not the scenario that's happening here, right? Mm-hmm. And I really feel like that's what life is saying at this point in time. Of like, no, 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 no. Like, you don't get to dictate the way things are going to go. You get to show up. You're going to be involved on the roller coaster ride, but you're also going to have to sit your ass down and l- allow us to take you where we're going to take you.
1: That's right, and and <laughs> it has taken me hanging around on earth long enough to finally get it through my head that you cannot dictate to life how it's going to show up. And I've tried, I've tried real hard. I've said, Oh no, we're not doing that. Right. And they go, Oh, that's cute. Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, can buy are. me all you want, but we're still doing it.
0: It's so true. like, go ahead, bring it. Because I think this is the storyline situation. Like this is the stories that we tell ourselves. There's a part of us that believes we should inherently be able to force life in the direction that we want to force it. Because if we cannot force it, that there, underneath that is that we're not worthy, that we're not deserving, that we are not the makers of our own destiny, Like that we are somehow out of control and have to have, be in a co-partnership. And under the current patriarchy and paradigm that's been set up, we've been set up to believe that, like, oh no, one person should be in control of everything. Whether it is the president and being in control of the country, whether it is the CEO being in control of the business, like whether it is one person being control of the household, the head of the household, you know, like we have had this illusion that oh, I as an individual have to be in control of all of these areas, rather than realizing this is a fucking team approach. There's no I and team. Like literally, you are part of something bigger than you, and it's not just about you and and, and it is about you. It's about you exalting yourself and being sovereign and being like, you know what? I am a badass. I am amazing. I am on this damn planet for a freaking reason. And I have gifts to give that life is requesting of me. And who the hell am I to hold back from that?
1: Mm-hmm. And so how do, you know, how do you know the difference between life is trying to guide you somewhere and a story you're telling yourself?
0: Oh, that's such a good question. You know, I think that the stories that I tell myself, if I really pay attention to the energy of them, and you know, uh, for anybody that my mind works in images, right? Like I see things and I hear words and things. And so the stories that I tell myself that the energy that I feel around them is that they're kind of murky, that it's kind of sticky. If I look at the color of them, they are cloudy. It's like I'm walking through murky waters that I can't see underneath. There's kind of like a sludge that I can feel at my feet that I drag a little bit. That I have to force myself through them. The stories that I tell myself, I have to force. That I feel like I wear them as a coat of armor, if you will. But when life is bequesting of me, it's almost as if I am on top of a mountain with a kite and the wind just takes the kite. I just stand there. It takes it. I don't have to run with the kite. I just, it's lifted for me instantly. Like it is, there's an alignment. Like I I have chills over my body. Like there, I get chills, right? Like I'll tear up. I will fill it on the back of my neck. Like there is this spaciousness where anybody that's done astral traveling or astral planes or where you've had meditation, where you've left your body and you can see your body. It is that feeling of like wide open presence. Mm-hmm.
1: That's, I agree. The stories I tell myself are always trying to make me small. Mm-hmm. The stories I tell myself are trying to force something that is not coming with ease at all. It's like trying to ram a, a cylinder rod through a square brick. Yes. Yes. You have to try way too hard to make it work out. Mm -hmm. And whenever I'm being called forward into something, it feels inspiring. It takes me higher, Mm -hmm. like way higher to the point where I'm like, oh shit, I don't know if I can go that high. And and life is going, of course you can. What are you talking about? Right. That it takes you higher. It comes with ease. It has only your name on it. When Mm -hmm. something is, when life is requesting something of you, it's not like, it's not like a It's not like you need to, you need to go wear the sneakers. Everybody else is wearing. Right. It's Not like that. It's like, Aubrey, it's time. Mm -hmm. I knew you were coming. Mm -hmm. I knew this day was coming. All right. It's time. Here we go. Yeah. Because it's been, because life in my experience with this life is orchestrating something way bigger than you at all times and can see further than you. Yes. And sometimes when you're not getting answers, it's because they're busy. They're busy orchestrating something. They'll let you know when it's ready. And when it's ready, you know, you go, I knew something was up. All right, here we go.
0: In that piece about knowing something is up, I think that that comes twofold, right? Like for me in my life, what I've realized is the more I've done the work of befriending myself and befriending my shadows and liberating myself and trusting life that like I've almost had this antenna that slowly started to go up and blink and like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm psychically and spiritually available, energetically available. And it's started to come up that I, yeah, I'm willing to live a conscious life and I'm willing to do the work to be conscious. And, and that antenna coming up, when life is orchestrating on my behalf, and I'm staying out of my storylines. I start seeing images. Like, there will be things like you'll get behind a car that has a license plate that you're like, that license plate, it's oddly specific to me and my circumstances right now. Mm-hmm. Where you'll see a newspaper cli- clipping, or there'll be a song that comes on, or there's a color flash, or there's an animal that pops up. Like, there's these symbols that will start coming out that you're like, huh that's awfully peculiar where did that just come from and it sort of gets lodged in there and then at some point in time later down the line then it's like you have the antenna has caught up to life and it's like oh yeah I knew you were coming for me because all of those things all along the way that's where you you, they were leading me to this is the moment that I've been led to Mm
1: -hmm. I was on um, a train one time Uh, we were going down to the zoo my son and I and there was a woman on the train who was kind of out of her mind she mm-hmm. was yelling a lot and talking about random stuff and um and walking up and down the aisles and then all of a sudden this was this was right before i was about to um open myself up bigger to like full-time astrology right, right. and i was scared as i mean we all get scared right before we leap, right oh, yeah. before we leap into something new um, all of a sudden she stopped. She looked me right in the face and she said, you need to speak about what you know without fear. And then Mm. she went back to rambling about something else. I'm like, okay, got it. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. That's how you know. know.
0: (laughs) It's, It's really clear in your face. And I, I think that on some level, you know, I spent a long time in my life turning off my intuition from relationships, from not believing in myself, from like allowing my shadows to dictate my life. I turned off the, I am an intuitive being. And I am using a preface of saying that, like I believe that everybody is a creative being. I believe that we're all intuitive beings too. We all just have degrees on how loud the volume is. Some of us have it turned way down on a mute and others of us have it screaming high, sky high. We're all intuitive and creative. But at one time I had my intuition on mute and I had purposely shut it down because I, I bought into a storyline that I couldn't believe in myself, that I couldn't trust my intuitive knowledge, you know? And when I look back on that time and that trajectory of coming forward, I think that at one point in time, I believe stories like the one you just shared were for people that were more intuitive. Like I had bought into this story that like, that I wasn't worthy of having these intuitive knowings that that happened to other people, that it was not for me. And I think it's really important to understand that like, no matter where you're at in befriending your shadows and no matter where you're at with addressing the stories that get played out, like there are like the universe is conspiring to support you at all times and if you just start asking the questions of show me show me show me a sign show me use an animal use a color use something spirit that you know will speak to me and open your eyes and allow for that spaciousness to be shown all of a sudden something's going to pop in to confirm that like no you're really supported
1: right I, and I've had I've had really intense conversations with life about this. Like I've, I've, I've felt uh, very lost and in the dark at times where I've said, I can't hear you. Mm -hmm. So get creative. Okay. Because this is hard and I need to be able to hear you. Um, I've had like abilities open up where I know things or I get signs or, you know, I just have these things that have opened up and, and I can, I can tell you, for a fact it is not something you need to chase down because no. i never planned on any of this Yeah, it just opens up and one thing i know for sure is that life or the planets or energies or your guides however you want to look at it mm-hmm. they are never giving up on you never, never. no They're you're always never alone. trying to talk to you whenever you feel like I'm not being guided. I've been lost. I've been dropped. I've been set out to drift in the middle of the ocean and nobody cares. I've been forgotten. That's a story. Mm -hmm. Not true. And I, and I know that because even when I lead with worry, even when I lead with fear, even when I go, Oh my God, I'm going down. Life Mm -hmm. still shows up. Yep. And
0: you're still supported.
1: Mm -hmm. You're still supported.
0: And I think that brings up like a really interesting point of, you know, I how we end up in the places that we end up. I feel like you know, if if I were to ask you 15 years ago, Susan, will you be a full time astrologer and like involved in clear sentience and consciousness? And you'd have been looked at me like, "What the hell are you smoking? Right. Say, yeah. <laughs> like That's seriously? Roughly. That's no. I'm in the corporate right. corporate field. No, I'm not doing that dumbness. <laughs> you know, and like I would have said the same thing. I've been like, "Yeah, I'm talking about." the visions that I get and we're here, things that I hear. Sure. Okay. I'm helping people heal like energetically and physically. Sure. I am. Uh-huh. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Carry on down the road. And, but it happens so easily and it happens from this place though, that you have to be an allowance. And I think that there is like, I, at least I, and i maybe it's just me. I had this perception that I had to get real sweet. And I had to be real like kind with my guides and I had to be like, okay, can you please just show up? And the reality is that like you can talk to them in any ways that you need to talk to them. Like if you can't hear what you need to hear, then you can say, you know what, you're going to have to turn the volume up. You're going to have to get real creative. I am not getting this. Like, please help me. I'm serious. I'm willing to show up and meet you halfway if you are meeting me and you're going to have to pull out some bigger tools here.
1: Yeah. I had an experience where I was in uh, Colorado with my son and he was talking to a paleontologist. And so he was distracted. And so I was looking out the window, I was looking at the mountains or whatever. And um, I was in a real dark place about my corporate job. It it felt like it was killing me. Right. Um, And, and I had this, this moment where I was going, I was talking to life or the energies or the mountains, whoever. And I was just saying, look, I have demonstrated that I'm willing to do any kind of work. I'm showing up, I'm willing to do anything. I'm willing to make any kind of change. I'm willing to transform and evolve and, and, and look at all of the things I need to look at. But you, you need to clear the path and show me the way. And I'm not talking about later, I'm talking right. about now. Right. And then so my son and I got in the car to drive back to, to, we were in Colorado Springs, we were driving back to Denver. And we were going down the highway and all of a sudden the skies opened up in hail right over our car mm. it was so much hail all of a sudden that it made national news wow and i was like all right we have an understanding right <laughs> right and it was within six months i was out Mm-hmm. i was out of that job in and ways that i could not have predicted no
0: it's okay to ask and that and make whatever you know, I, cause I think that that's the storyline is like, we, Oh, well, I, I'll do it myself. You know, like I'll be in control of everything. And then when you start to get to that place where you're like, okay, I may not be in control of, very, of everything, but I'll just, I'll let it come to me and it, it will come to you. And you can also very clearly say, I don't know what the hell is going on right now. You I, clear the path and show me the way I will sit back. I will show up. I will be still, I will take space but you're going to have to clear the path and show me the way. Cause I do not know how we get through this. Like that, that statement clear the path and show me the way has been an ongoing prayer for me. When I have those places that are like, you're not going to fucking survive. You're not, you're going to make, not make it out on the other side. And I know somewhere within me there is like maybe one cell that's like no no there's hope there's hope hold <laughs> on to it please there's that, hope that one cell you got one cell there's one of them i'm not giving up and if i can hear that one cell say that then i can say oh that's right guides clear the path show me the way clear the path and show me the way because i don't know what the fuck is going on right now
1: that's right and and there's something that is there's a given within that. If you're mm-hmm. going to say clear the path and show me the way, and then allow the, clear, the path to be cleared and to be shown the way in however it needs to show up, that means you've got to trust life. Yes. You know, that means you have to step outside of it's always been this way. It's going to keep being this way. I'm stuck like this. It's never going to change. You've got, you have got to let go of that story. The story of your brokenness is where we suffer. Yes. Suffering is different than pain. Everybody mm-hmm. experiences pain. Pain lets you know that something's wrong. Suffering is when we won't let go of it. And we identify by it. And we live there. And we roll around it. And we make out with it. We're in love with it. Mm -hmm. Stay in the story of our brokenness. And that's not what we're meant for. No, We are meant to heal. We are meant to be exalted. We're meant to go forward in creative, expansive ways into a new world that is rapidly approaching. And we're part of it. Mm -hmm. These eclipses are trying to get us there. They're trying to say, let go of that shadow because you're far bigger than you think.
0: Yeah, I think it's like the eclipses are very much in that place of like, okay, well, what records have you had playing? Oh, you've had the record playing of oh, I'm not enough? Time to fucking take that one off and put a hammer to it. Like literally what what other records? Oh, that I'm all, I'm alone? That nobody's ever gonna show up for me? Okay, done with that. How long have you been playing that? Some of these records we've been playing our whole entire lives. Mm -hmm. Some of them have been from other lifetimes. Like we are being requested of like be still and just listen. Pay attention. Oh you've been playing that record for 30 years. You ready to smash it? You ready to put a different damn
1: record on? It really Yeah. It's really is like that. It's really you bored? You were gonna play that record again? Wow. Right. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Like at some point in time, you're going to get fed up with the beach boys. You may want to put on some fucking cat powers. I, I don't know. Like switch it up, you know, like really there's going to
1: be a point in time. <laughs> right. But, but it's funny. Cause it's true. I mean, like, yeah. How- How many times do we end up in a spot where we feel lost and we feel dropped and we don't have enough information and we don't have control and you go, oh, here comes the story of my brokenness. And you literally put on a soundtrack that brings up all of your fear and shame and regret and sadness. And you're like, I am going to roll around in this and cry about it. Like, oh my God,
0: really? Victim mentality. And here's what I'll tell you. you. You're good at it. We're all good at it. I, if I could get an A plus for my victimhood and how horrible I am, I'll, I would have, I have that nailed. I have that down. That storyline of how woe is me. I will never be ahead. How I'm not deserving of anything exalted. We all are the masters of that. Like we've nailed it. Complete oh, yeah. professions. Mm-hmm. We're, we're professionals. Beautifully done. And could we do something else now? Because I'm, I'm bored with myself from that storyline. And if I'm bored with myself from that storyline, that means that there is something else available to me.
1: That's right. I'm, I'm, I, I have well played out the look what's been done to me yes. storyline, right? And if someone came up to me and said, you're not a victim, drop the story. I'd be like, you're not listening. Look what's been done to me. You know, um, but the only way that I've been able to start stepping out of that is exactly that. It's boring. I'm mm-hmm. sick of it. I don't want to hear this story anymore. Yawn. Yes. Come on. We're moving. Let's forward. do something else.
0: Yes, and I think that what you just mentioned—if somebody came up to you and said, "Hey, you're not the victim anymore," the fact that you would meet that with defensiveness—that is from earlier in our conversation of like, how do you know when it is your life guiding you or when it is the storylines you've been telling yourself? If you meet it with defensiveness, you are defending a point of view that you have about your own suffering. Right there is one of the biggest keys for you. Like, where are you defending yourself? Of, of I'm broken. I'm not worthy. I, everything's happening to me. I'm going to be thrown under the floor. Nobody trusts me. I self-sabotage everything. If you are defending those narratives, that's where the shadows are saying, come on, come on. Are you done with that storyline? Sit down, pull up a seat, brew some tea. We're going to get real clear
1: now. Yeah, but why? why? Why is it that the energies or life or planets or whatever, they don't give up on us and they go, I'm going to have this conversation with you again. Yes. Wow, I guess you didn't hear me the first time. Mm-hmm. Why are you not done with this? Right. Why? And, and so what, but why, why do they do that? Why does the energy do that? Why, why do we get pressed? Why do we have, why do we have that pull to keep looking at it? And I would say it's because something else is trying to come in. It is trying
0: to come in. It's we're being forced through evolution. We are being forced through transformation. We are being forced through our own healing. It is the same thing that would happen with a diamond. It takes. A shit ton of pressure repeatedly to create a diamond that doesn't just happen one time you don't get just pushed a little bit and then you're like okay now yep now i'm a diamond good to go like that's not how this happens you have you pushed and pushed and pushed until you get that message really clear of like okay we're done and now you're evolving now the parameters are set up around your holes that you like to fall into over and over again now you're taking a different street because you know that one is damned.
1: I think- but, why, but why do we do it? Why do we do it? Like there's, there's consciousness within this. Yes. What is consciousness trying to do? And I, I don't know. I don't know because I don't think we can know all of this. No. But there's something about consciousness trying to pull itself out of the depths, trying to pull itself out of not knowing, trying to pull itself out of darkness and separation and back into what's exalted and expanding and one and joined together and whole again. Mm-hmm. That's why life keeps saying, I'm not leaving you here. Now right. we can do this 25 incarnations if you want. Right. But I'm still not leaving you here.
0: Yep. Yeah. Because I think that that's where we're, we're marrying the shadow to the light. There just like there is no separation from you and I, there's no separation from the light and the shadow. And if we are being, if we are moving towards exhaustion, we are not going to leave the shadows behind. We are going to pull them forward into the light. So everything is married together. Just like we are marrying in the fact that like this is a web to create consciousness. I need you as much as you need me. We all need one another right now to uplift. The paradigm, collective, the consciousness, like society, whatever you want to say, we ourselves, it's not separate. It's not this one side job anymore of just the shadow or just the light or just me or just you.
1: That's really brilliant. I've never heard it put that way, that we're marrying the shadows into the light, that there is no separation between them. And what that means, if I'm hearing you correctly, is that the shadows inform our wisdom, Yes. The shadows make us very aware of what we are because we've seen what we're not. Yes. It, it, it makes us richer, deeper, fuller, more wise and conscious when the shadows inform us of where we hurt. Okay.